0: Good afternoon. It is Friday, March 11th. This is Chickie Fitzgerald, the founder of the Executive Girlfriends Group, and it is my pleasure today to introduce you to Elena Fernandez. And the topic that we are going to be talking about today is social media. And she and I talked earlier, and I was uh, sharing with her, how everybody uh, on the Executive Girlfriends Group is just so, so time-starved. We We are all doing... Uh, way more with less, and so uh, I'm going to title today, you know, kind of social media in in, uh, in a few minutes a day. Uh, so with that, Elena, why don't you give us a little bit of your background?
1: Well, I'm a very happy and proud mom, first and foremost. My babies are seven and eight, and um, I actually, for a living, I, I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I work as a social media strategist. Um, having created and facilitated this social media empowerment workshop and also author awesome of social media success made possible
0: okay, great, well, you know one of the things that that I'd like to lay a foundation because I, I think that there is a lot of misconception now about what social media really is and and I'd like to separate uh, out social media and social networking and some of the other components and you know some of the things that can make it seem overwhelming to master and get your arms around this new mode of uh, communication.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know, a lot of um individuals and companies confuse the concepts of social media and social networking. So when you say social media, they immediately think Facebook and Twitter because that is is pretty much where the masses go to share their message. However, social media is really um, all of the Internet-based applications that are founded on Web 2.0. And what that means in plain English is that it's user-generated content. So any website out there um, on the Web um, that allows for user-generated content where the user actually can create, upload, um, share, comment any content then that allows for publishing and social interaction that is social media. Um, with that being said, blogging is social media, social networking is social media, wikis are social media, and I know that many of our girlfriends know about Wikipedia. This is one of the most popular websites um, on, you know, when you Google any definition or um, public figure, you'll always see that. Um, And, of course, one of my favorites, which is video video sharing, um, such as YouTube um, and microblogging like Twitter, Um, there's B2B networking on LinkedIn. So there's a whole uh, spectrum of tools that we can utilize and the thing that they have in common is that the user can generate, publish, and share content.
0: Well, Elena, you know, as as we had talked about earlier, you know, there are only so many hours in the day. And, you know, I know that out of that come some myths about social media and, and how much time it takes from us and and, you know, I've heard people talk about how, you know, yes I use Facebook but only to communicate with my family. And, you know, when as a marketing person, I mean I and particularly as a strategist, I sit back and think, you know, so you've got a platform that has, you know, upwards of, of eighteen, twenty million members and, you know, you use it to communicate with your four or five family members? Really? <laughs> you know, and and so I'd like for you to talk about some of those myths uh, about social media.
1: Definitely. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because one of the things that I use social, media, social networking, like Facebook for, um, is to talk to my family, but that's only because they're overseas. They're in the Dominican Republic. But if my family were in, in another state or something like that, And I definitely would not encourage communicating with your family through Facebook. Um, So I really like to think that social media has an an implication, has an application actually of business and marketing more than any other communication tool out there. Um, The myths that I I find more popular, more common in in this topic are actually the one that you mentioned that it's I'm too busy. I'm too busy for social media. I don't have one minute in the day. I can't breathe. I was listening to you when you were saying about your outlook crashing. <laughs> and nice. um, basically, you know, one of the things that we need to do is manage social media. Um, a lot of the times uh, when we embrace technology, we there's a learning curve. So obviously we have to dedicate some time to get acquainted with tools. But once we have them down, if we really know our goals and we really know what we are using it for, then there are so many tools out there um, that we implement to manage our presence in social media. And it doesn't even take five minutes of our day to create that impact and to get that feedback and to communicate with prospects or colleagues or JV um, partners. Um, so you were mentioning Think this morning, Think FM, such a beautiful tool to syndicate all through all of the networks that you belong to. So really, it is myth because when you don't know how to use it, that is when you're going to have the pitfall of spending too much time on there. And we are all busy entrepreneurs or you know corporate executives moms and, and we right. know that we don't have enough time but we can really do this in a few minutes. Just a few minutes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be every day either.
0: So Well you know, and it's so interesting. I was at a new client this week in New York and um one of the senior vice presidents uh just as he was leaving the meeting, he said, By the way, how how do you do it? And and how do you how do you uh manage to post? So many times a day. And I, I was sharing with Elena my secrets or one of my secrets, because I've got a bunch, but and they're not secret, I'll share it with all of you. Is <laughs> uh I subscribe to three different industry newsletters and, and I'm a part of the travel industry, so uh you know, follow that closely. Follow that closely. And and one of the one of the, oh, I just started echoing actually echoing. myself. Hmm. Can I have everybody, I have put, everybody their put their phone on mute? On mute. Other than, Elena? other than Elena. Okay. Yeah, it must have been somebody had uh had us on multiple ways there. Okay. Let me reboot and I'll I'll cut that out of our recording. Okay. So anyway, uh I subscribe to three industry newsletters. And one of the things that I care about um, it isn't just the industry, but it's that people understand that I'm a resource for finding information out about that.
1: Definitely, uh, okay.
0: other people who need to establish them as, uh, themselves as an expert in a particular area could follow this same kind of thing. And the, so I take those newsletters and I just look through them. And, you know, one comes from the American Society of Travel Agents, another comes from U.S. Travel, and another comes from the American Hotel and Motel Lodging Association. So they're doing all the hard work of finding the great stories every day, right? And some of the stories are about the travel economy and some are about social media and, you know, lots of different topics. So I pick, you know, one or two from each of those. And I pull up the article and I have got a a tab at the top of my browser that just says Facebook Share. And I hit that yeah. my Facebook share <laughs> bubble comes up. I type it in there and because my LinkedIn page picks up everything I'm doing on Facebook. It picks up anything that's posted really anywhere else. Um it looks like I'm posting everywhere. Uh and it takes me, you know, less than a minute uh to do that. Probably I spend more time scanning the titles of, of uh, you know, what's going on. But by doing that, everyone sees it on a regular basis Oh, I'm echoing again. That's weird. Um at any rate, on a regular basis I'm doing that.
1: Yes, definitely. And you know, the the wonderful thing is that you do enjoy going through that content and it keeps you relevant and it keeps you um, breath of what's going on in your industry. So really, it is something that that keeps you fresh and gives you an edge um, on your industry. And um, another tip that I would like to share is Google Alerts. If you go to google.com slash alert and you sign up for those topics that you're most passionate about or that you are of interest to you or that your audience may benefit from, then you will get a compilation from Google.com of those topics, and you can use that for content sharing as well um, out there on Google, on Facebook and and Twitter and all the social media spectrum.
0: Exactly. So once again, she's just shared one of my secrets. So now you guys know. But the other thing that Elena mentioned is is I use a service called Ping.fm, where you can set up all of your logins for all these different. Uh sites and then, because I am a very very long time a o l instant messaging user i've you know I've got my original a o l login back in the early nineties um I use that same name chicky fits uh throughout you know all of my social media stuff, and I actually just pull up the instant messaging buddy list and i put ping f m as my buddy, and when I post there, it goes out everywhere. So, you know, I've got multiple ways, and I I do that when I want to post something short. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing is you can do that kind of posting, and, again, it, it just cements you in the minds of whoever's reading it. And for those of you who are in between successes, I highly, highly, highly recommend this because, you know, if you're kind of out of the mainstream uh, this helps you stay in the mainstream in people's minds and, you know, again, friending people. And I'm sure, Elena, you're going to talk about the, the networking side of this, which is so very important because if you That's have true. logged on and created accounts on all these sites but you haven't taken the time to network, this is like standing in the middle of the forest and, and singing <laughs> a beautiful song, No One Will Hear You. <laughs> so, Elena, right. what, what are the other myths?
1: Well um another myth that um I usually hear is that it's not secure it's not safe to be on social media you're sharing too much um somebody can hack your account and steal your information um and you know there is some truth to that but it is like letting your your son or daughter ride a bike they have you know there's a potential risk that they will fall off and and break something you know but really the experience is going to be more helpful, um, and the chances of that happening are really slim when you, you know, wear the helmet and wear the the pads. So basically, if you take all of the measures um, that you are supposed to, in social media and all of the social networks and, and throughout blogging and throughout all of the social, net social media sites, there are security measures that you can take. And uh, one thing that I always tell people, do not get on Facebook unless you go through account and security settings. It is so user-friendly. It's so intuitive to go out there and and set your your information to different uh, levels of privacy depending on what you're comfortable with. And unless you do that, your information is going to be shared with everyone. If you do it first and foremost, then you can rest assured that nothing malicious is going to happen to your information. Um, One other tip that I'm very strong about is when somebody's sending you an application and that's in the form of a hug or best friend award or happy Valentine's Day, whenever you click OK on this application, you are sharing your information with, you know, a third party that may or may not be secure. So I'm really um, out there sharing this information with everyone because it may hurt you in the future. So that that is, you know, a. Mess. So you're selective
0: about about what you uh, extend yourself to.
1: Definitely, very select. You know, I'm I'm a mom, so I'm paranoid about my daughter's information and things like that. And, you know, Facebook is a social network. So that means that there's a component of family, uh, relatives, and friends, but also business. So being able to separate uh, all those areas, you know, it's really important. And you can do that through the privacy settings um, so that, you know, I always use the, the analogy, you know, you can or shouldn't anyway, Go to church in wearing your bik- bikini, you know. So <laughs> there's that time and place for everything, um, and that is what the, the security and the privacy allows you to do: is to customize the content, see who you're sharing it with, and be selective, like you said, uh, with who receives that information. So let's
0: let's talk about what age would be appropriate because I am clearly being hounded by my nearly 13-year-old daughter every day <laughs> mom is today the day that i can have my facebook so what what is what is your recommendation because i know you do a lot of stuff with moms and you homeschool your kids and what 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 do you say elena
1: well you know i really and by the way i'm
0: going to play this back for my daughter later <laughs>
1: I I believe that, you know, kids have a voice and, and I'm a really huge advocate of, of kids' opinion. My my little daughter, the the seven year old, published a book. So I did create a Facebook page and, and I want to make the distinction between page and profile. A profile is a page that own that you can control. Like I said, you can use the privacy Um, and it's designed for you to socialize with others, whether they're your relatives or friends. And a page, which used to be a fan page, you know, back in the day when they called them fans, um, that is an application that you use to promote a business, a brand, an organization, um, or a person, whether it's an author, politician, so a public figure of any kind. So I allowed her to create a public Facebook page for her to promote her book and to say her thoughts, Um, but I do do that through my account. She does not know the password. She cannot go by herself. So, you know, I really believe that they should be allowed to have a presence, but if it's supervised um, and it's not one where she could add friends and, and friends could send private messages or anything like that. And we do that to protect our kids, you know it right. seems limiting, it seems strict, and I thank my mother for being so strict with me when she was <laughs> um so I don't believe that Facebook being friends on Facebook and having a sole facebook account is is a profit for a thirteen year old um if the mother doesn't think so um your parents know what you're capable of what how much they can trust you um or or push you. So if you don't feel that she's able to manage this responsibility, then you know it would be a good thing, or this privilege. Really, it would be a good thing for her to understand that the time will come. It's just not yet.
0: Okay, great. So let's let's talk about why to get involved in social media. And as I had mentioned to you earlier, Elena, we've got a really wide variety of women who are represented in the executive girlfriends group. We have got uh, high-level executives in major corporations, um, both in the travel industry and and outside of the travel industry now. We expanded about a year ago. And we also have people who work for uh, middle-sized companies and, you know, all the way down to uh, startups and, uh, you know, early-stage companies. And, you know, clearly on that side of the equation, the large companies, uh, most of them already have an established Facebook presence. Uh, They perhaps, maybe they Twitter, maybe they don't, Uh, you know, perhaps they use it for monitoring customer service, Uh, you know, maybe they have YouTube in in the travel industry, quite a few companies uh, do uh, put out their products and services, um, you know, via multiple channels, Um, but, You know, I'd like to talk a little bit about why to get involved. And you talked about safety as it related to children, but I also want to talk about reputation management and, uh, you know, uh, of how you can, uh, again, craft the story that you want to tell about yourself by talking about things and posting things that fit within that area of interest or expertise and then how you safely do multiple things at once, and and uh, you know I'm probably the best example of that. I'm I'm uh, uh, very um, open about my faith, and I do a lot of posting about my faith. So if somebody fa- follows me on Facebook, you know on Sunday mornings when I'm at church, I've got my iPad and I'm I'm posting stuff right right there as my pastor's talking. You know, and then on Monday you're seeing stories about travel distribution. And so I I manage to peacefully coexist between those worlds because that's who I am.
1: You know, Definitely. and I will,
0: you know, equally spend time on talking about, uh, you know, issues of, of women and, and leadership and growth and, you know, more generic things that are in industry. So talk to us about why to get involved and, and really what it can do for you personally, professionally. Uh, If you are in between successes, which is a really, really important time, Uh, if you have been too busy in your business life uh, and you you do find yourself in between successes, it is absolutely a great time to sow into yourself. So how can they do that?
1: Definitely. Well, you know, one of the other myths is that social media is not for me. Maybe you don't identify with the the craziness that's out there um, in social networking because like you said everybody customizes their presence to what to their needs and their personalities but um it's very interesting to know that fortune 500 companies are using social media with so much success and um, they use it to communicate with the media uh, which is I, i think one of the main benefits for a company uh, whether it's a startup or you, if whether you want to promote your company, um, it's to communicate with PR professionals. You can pitch to the media, right on Facebook, right on Twitter. You can pitch on LinkedIn. Um, so that is a great tool for PR for expanding um, your network of of PR uh, relations, public relations, and also to expand your brand awareness. All of a sudden, you know, it took 7 to 12 touches to let somebody know that you were out there, and you can do that in one day on Facebook like you know. Um, so it's really a wonderful tool to bring awareness of who you are, um, what you're doing. If you're in between successes, that is, you know, a wonderful networking tool to let others know about your skills, about your expertise, your abilities, and they can take note of that, and maybe there won't be the person to help you, but they can refer you to somebody else. Um, So one thing that I'd like to share, um, I don't know if you knew the Domino's Pizza success story with social media, if you're all familiar with that. No, why don't you
0: share that that with us?
1: Yeah, somebody posted, some employees posted a video on YouTube about doing um, (laughs) – I, I just can't say the word "gross" things with somebody's pizza that they right. were going to deliver. So that obviously ruined Domino's pizza reputation. That became viral, and so they were really upset about that. But they took took it. You know, they were creative in their in their damage damage control. So they created a campaign in which they were changing the complete recipe. They they responded to each complaint on the social media spectrum. And all of a sudden, you know, Domino's Pizza, the growth was incredible. And uh, the sales skyrocketed, because uh, I like one phrase that I like to share all the time, and I I probably posted it 10 times on my Facebook. People don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. And so through social media, Domino's Pizza was able to tell people, you know, we don't have the best pizza. We're going to reinvent it. We're going to change the recipe. Um, You know, okay, it tastes like like cardboard, and we're going to change that because we care about you. So what you said about crafting the story that you want to tell, that I think is a really great example on how they were able to turn around that crazy story and and really save their reputation by saying, you know, we may not be the best, but we are the ones that listen to you and we care about what you have to say about our product. So I think that that's a beautiful way to use social media to your advantage and really to tell, to let your your customers know how. You handle complaints, how you listen to them and, and to get valuable feedback. Whether you have a huge corporation where you work in, and, and everybody as a, as a, as a group can, can take these tools and do this, uh, this damage control, or you're an entrepreneur or you're starting a new business and you want to test the market, it's really a wonderful place because these customers are already having this uh, this conversation don't you agree
0: absolutely absolutely and and you know so many companies um that have taken that stance of that you know social media isn't really for them and that they're going to play that wait and see approach that they're not even listening to what is being said about them and even yeah. on the individual basis um you know, I I tell individuals when we talk about reputation management. You know, I ask them when when was the last time you Googled yourself to see what exactly. comes up. And you know, one of my colleagues here in in um, Tampa, she had uh, a couple of years ago had had to file uh, business bankruptcy, and mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, of course you know it it came up in in the papers and and the local business press and she is so frustrated because you know every time anybody googles her it's always on the first page and and you know i just said to her look we just need to start working on you just to have a lot of other things that are more so that so that it and you can't make that go away but you can definitely push it further down on the display and as we know you know, people are are really pretty fundamentally lazy, and and particularly when you're googling a person. You know, if you if you make it through a couple of pages, you're lucky. Um, but you really should regularly Google yourself. You know, if you're yeah. in uh, an executive team, you should Google your peers, and and you can do that uh, by setting up the Google Alerts um, yeah. that Elena was yeah. talking about. Um, and, you know, I've got an alert set up for my name so that I can tell, and for my company name so that I can tell Definitely. whenever we're mentioned. And so I highly recommend that. But, you know, particularly on search, because search is is really the first point. Um, you know, when you're looking for people, the first point is usually LinkedIn. You know, it's not Facebook or Twitter. It's, you know, LinkedIn yeah. is is the business place to start. And... Uh, I've noticed a lot lately the invitations I get are people who don't have their picture on LinkedIn. And, you know, it is way better, you know, if if you don't like your current pictures, it's way better to use a three- or four-year-old picture that you really love than to not have a picture at all. I mean, that's my perspective. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Well, I really think that an old picture is better than no picture at all um, because, Basically, when you know these people that created this social network, uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, sometimes you'll see that people, instead of their name, will put their company name instead of their picture. They'll, they'll put a company logo. And really, you know, just follow the steps. If somebody wants to communicate with me, they want to know what I look like. They want to know what my real name is. They want to communicate and to connect with a person. Um, Whenever people do business with someone, they have to know them, they have to like them, and they have to trust them. So if you, you know, don't have a picture of yourself um, and you are not uh, identifiable as a, you know, human being, a person that, that I can tell a story to and that has a story of their own, then really the networking is not going to be there. It's like if you go to a networking event and you ask someone to share the business card, but you didn't manage to introduce yourself, you didn't manage to to ask them what their business is, what they like to do, um, the connection is not there. So really um, it's not a collection of names and friends and connections. It's not a collection of... uh, pictures, and business cards. It's a collection of relationships because that's what it's all about. And LinkedIn um, is pretty much a B2B network. It is for professionals, although you can do professional networking in the other networks as well. But in this one in particular, I always tell people you can use, you know, your your, v-neck and your fancy jewelry on Facebook, but use your suit, on LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn photo needs to be a professional photo. Uh, so think that you're going to an executive meeting. What outfit would you wear? Well, how is your hair done? That is how your LinkedIn picture needs to, you know, that's the side of you that it needs to right. bring out.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's uh, wind up with a discussion just quickly about best practices in social media. So what are the things that you tell <clears throat> tell people if they've already made the decision that they're going to invest some time um and whether that's 10 minutes a day, you know, an hour a week, you know, whatever that amount of time is, what do you what do you tell them uh to do next? Okay, well,
1: um I have three steps that I like to talk about. Um the first one is to establish your goals. And in social media, I call them communication goals because you're communicating a message, you're sharing a message, whether it it is your individual message, whether you're passionate about a cause or fundraising for a cause, or you're um, really controlling the reputation of your company or building up a business. Really what you are doing is communicating a message and letting people know what you're all about, positioning yourself for your company as a leader, as a resource like you just shared, and as a voice to, you know, whatever it is you're promoting. And so we have to be clear about our goals because when whenever you get on social media, you can be sucked in by the gossip and by the craziness and or spending too much time. If you're clear about your goals, like you said, I want to post a resource on a, a, about an, an article uh, that I found that will be helpful. When you know that that's what you're there to do, trust me, that's what you're going to get done because that is your goal. And, and nobody like executives and entrepreneurs or in-between successes to know that we are goal-oriented and when we set it on paper and we follow through, we get it done. So the number one thing is, why do I want to get on social media? What do I expect to get on it uh, or get from it? Write it down and follow through. Um, Another thing would be to evaluate which channels uh, are going to support you in achieving those goals. So let's say um, you want to connect uh, with executives or JV partnerships or you want to find a job. Um, you want to communicate with the masses, there is a medium for each goal. So, when you have your goals, maybe you'll find out that Facebook is not for you after all. If you want to do reputation management, damage control, like you said your friend did, maybe you want to be blogging so there are more entries exactly. uh, on Google when somebody's uh, looking for your name because we know that every time you blog, you create a web page with information about you, or maybe you want to create YouTube videos to for people to get a real taste of who you are and, and, and explain who really is behind that crazy past or, or bad moment in your life, okay? So choosing those channels will help you also manage that time because then you'll, you won't be everywhere. You'll be where you need to be. Um, And then the number three thing would be to establish um, the key performance indicators. Um, What will success look like for your business after, you know, doing all these things? If I um, posted a video, do I expect to get messages from it, comments or purchases, sign-ups to my newsletter? What is it that I expect to get in return and how am I going to measure it? and you, you know it's something that a lot of people don't know that you can measure social media and that there is a return on, on investment tools out there right. that allow you to to really quantify the the emotion really of what social media is so so i think if you go through that process you're going to be able to really get the most of social media and 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 be a resource, be helpful. Don't right. be there to advertise like and drive people crazy with, with who you are and what you're doing. Make right. it about them. Be a source of information. Mm-hmm. Be helpful. Be there to help others. Yeah. And that's I know, think
0: one <laughs> of the last things that that I would like to share is that one of the other things that you can do and it's not quite as overt uh as actually writing a blog or or posting an article. But one of the things that I've been doing lately is when there is an article on my particular specialty and it appears in USA Today or in the Wall Street Journal, all of those sites have a place where you can log on and put your comments on an article. And particularly, again, if you're trying to establish a relationship uh, or, or trying to establish your expertise in a particular field, you know, having really concise uh comments on articles of, of very timely things that are going on. And that also gets to the uh the issue of who are you following and yes. you know, as they comment and post things, are you commenting on what they're doing? Because that's every bit as important of being engaged in other people's conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they will reciprocate, and you know, one of my favorite things to do is to go uh, on LinkedIn and write a recommendation for someone. Um, and you know, I've got had a number of requests from other people to write one for them. But you know, the best way if if somebody if you do want someone to write recommendations is to just go out and write unsolicited ones for others yeah, so <laughs> and really. and it's it's amazing how how frequently they will reciprocate for you. So um well Elena this has been very very practical and insightful and uh I think I have got folks on mute because we've had this weird echoing today. So let me go back to my meeting dashboard and unmute those that are alive and let's just see if there are any questions or comments. And if not, we will just move to the regular part of our call. Does anybody have any questions or or comments for Elena? Okay, well, you were very, very thorough, Elena, so I I just appreciate so much you taking the time to be with us. And, Elena, can you let folks know if they want to follow you on uh, one of the social media platforms, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I have a website or a webpage called connectwithelina.com, and there you can have links to sign up for my newsletter you can click on the icons to follow me on Facebook or Twitter LinkedIn and all over the social media sites so connect with and elina is e-l-a-y-n-a and there's also a free marketing ebook that you can download on there if you are interested it's called marketing success made possible
0: okay well terrific well um If you have not already received an invitation to the Executive Girlfriends Group, you will be receiving that, and you can put that link right on your Executive Girlfriends Group profile so that as we post uh, the audio from this call, uh, folks can go to your profile and see that information. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, and good luck in, uh, in everything that you do, and I'll let you know what happens with my daughter and Facebook.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. All right, my dear. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay,
0: and I am going to turn off the recording because what is said on the rest of the egg call stays on the rest of the egg call.